Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 18th, 2021, and today we're reading from the big book. We're in Chapter 7, and we're on page 100, the first paragraph, both you and the new man, reading one paragraph only. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 Steps, Terry J., 12 Traditions, Davilin E., and reading the text are Susan S.H., Deborah S., and Nessa R. is our backup. The newcomer greeter is Sam S., and the host of the second hour is Matt J.F. The reference numbers for Wednesday, November 17, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting are 18,092. That's 18092. And for the 10 a.m., is 18,093, that's 18093. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps of overeaters, 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Terry J to read the 12 steps. Star one, Terry. Okay, there you are. Great. My name is Terry J, and I'm a grateful, abstinent for today, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact natures of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for allowing me to serve. Okay, thank you so much, Terry J. I will now ask Devlin E. Devlin E. to read the 12 traditions. Thanks, Katie. My name is Devlin E. and I am a compulsive eater living gratefully in recovery in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Davlin. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on chapter, I mean, on page 100, the first paragraph, both you and the new man must walk 
And I will ask Susan S.H. to begin reading. Thank you. Thanks for your service. Good morning. This is Susan S.H. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. <clears throat> what a beautiful paragraph. Um, I pray every morning for guidance and for the power to carry it out because I know from past experience I can't carry this all myself. can't do it. I don't have the power. I pray before reading with sponsees or on the meeting. My journey has me right here. I am absolutely loved by a higher power. I never knew was there for me. And when I, when I remember I can help others because I was helped, then I turn to that power in all things. And when I turn to that power in all things, that's where the, the new and wonderful world comes in. Humility reminds me my journey with a higher power will continue as long as I continue to ask him in and share what I'm given. Um, I must remain teachable. That's the beauty of reaching out to help others, is that if I am open and honest and share what, what, what I was like, what happened, and what I'm like now, I get to hear, I get to learn. I get to learn again and again. Um, and what I am given is far better than than my plans, always. I'm grateful for progress, and I am grateful that the journey doesn't end because it gets better and better. And, uh, yeah, uh, as long as I turn to my higher power in all things, I'm useful. It's amazing. I can teach because I'm teachable. So, yeah, may I always remain so, and thank everyone for being here and taking part in the meeting. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much for getting us started. So we're on page 100, the first paragraph, both you and the new man must walk. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on this paragraph? Star one to unmute. Chris G. Amy G. <clears throat> Melissa C. Rita P. Tina S. Genoa V. Yvette L. Did you get Tina S? Yvette? Yes, I did, Tina. I okay. Um, 
Richard, I knew there was a man in there. Okay, let me tell you who I got. Okay, I got Chris G, Amy G, uh, Melissa C, Reva P, Rick J, Tina S, Genova, I think it was. I'm not sure the initial. And then someone who began with a D that I don't know what it was. Reva P? I said your name, Reva. Someone who begins with a D. Denora or maybe, anyway. Okay. That's good. That's seven. So we'll have Chris G, then Amy G, Melissa C, Reva P, Rick J, Tina S, and Genova or something like that. Um, and so Chris G, please start, followed by Amy G. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, uh, for being here today and for your service. And thank you, Susan, for starting us off with this wonderful paragraph. There is so much in here to talk about. Um, I, I always, whenever I see the word spiritual progress, that gets my attention. Um, also, uh, when I see the word if. If is a little word. I was surprised that somebody looked it up in the dictionary. If, you looked up if in the dictionary. But uh, if gets me into a lot of trouble. And I think, um, I think my perfectionism is based on that word if. If I had something better, then I would be better. If I were different, I would be happier. If, and, and the last sentence where it says, uh, follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. And that is so true that it's not if I have more money, I will be happier. If I'm perfect, I will be perfect. If, you know, it, 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 right now today, I can, I can experience the wonderful world without changing other people, without changing, um, it, it, it's more like receiving, receiving love and receiving God and, and bringing God into everything. And, and it's not just the new man, it's the, it's the old man that must walk day by day. So I'm, I'm rambling. I, I, this is a great paragraph. Thank you, everyone. I pass. Thank you so much, Chris. Amy G, you're up, followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. My name's Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Yeah, like others said here, uh, other share is a lot in this paragraph. But, you know, we are in the chapter working with others. And, uh, you know, this, this sentence at the end here, live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances exclamation point i feel like saying yo bill's saying drop the mic right a new and wonderful world uh, you know of recovery of being recovered of working with others it's a program of we a wonderful world of we <laughs> if you will i mean how many times do they use the word we in here we look back we realize we put ourselves in god's hands I am no longer alone in this program. It's we, it's me and my sponsor. It's me and my sponsees. It's me and my higher power. It is an incredible program of we doing what I could never do alone. 
It says both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. It is a path of we working towards action and progress, spiritual progress. And when we do that, we find that our higher power in this program does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I mean, I don't know about you all, but if I ever need to drum up some hope, all I need to do is look back and I can see where God has carried me, my higher power, and done things and this program and the miracles of this program and where I am today versus where I was in active addiction. And I can see hope because you know what? The world still hits. It talks about here a wonderful world no matter what the present circumstances. So, you know, whatever circumstances I'm in right now where I may tend to feel hopeless, I may want to give up. Notice all the eyes here, you know. Now I can look back and realize I was not alone. We have recovered. You have helped me recover. I have not had to do this alone. And I can understand how this wonderful world has opened up to me now. Because whenever I get into the eyes, I'm alone and I fail. But when I get into the weeds of you all and this program and my higher power and that source that I need to recover, then, then I'm no longer alone. And I'm so grateful for this sponsor-sponsee relationship and the honor and the privilege to work with others because truly together, you know, we deal with what was seemingly hopeless for me is no longer hopeless. I can clearly see in my recovery where God has done things better than whatever I could have planned. Talk about a fourth dimension. I didn't even realize that this could be, but it can, it can for all of us. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy. <clears throat> okay, Melissa C., you're up, followed by Reva P. Hey, good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service this morning. Um, my name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, yeah, I had to get on this paragraph. I think, I think it's important, you know, for me, like, I look at this paragraph, um, and it comes after the reminder that my recovery and my happiness is not going to be dependent anymore, right, on sponsors, wives, jobs, successes. And that I come to find that this is like the best news of all because all of those things, although they could be worthy, they're all moving targets. And I, you know, and as long as I think I've, you know, once I get this, I'm going to be great. Everything's going to be great. That thing moves and it becomes something else. And so my recovery and my happiness has to be on something permanent and powerful. And I love that Amy, like, accentuated the way because that's what I was thinking here, too. It's really clear that the new man, right, no longer owned by food, right, seemingly in a recovered state, now walks with me. We walk together. We do this together both looking to make spiritual progress. And, you know, although we're not reliant on humans, I do take comfort in doing it together. I, you know, I think for myself, in order to have accountability and the proper amount of humility, you know, to, to seek spiritual growth, it, it can't be a lone endeavor too much for me, right? Um, and there's there's a definite use of the word we. And I loved, you know, I had a sponsee who said that she was nervous when, when she got recovered. She was like, I feel like now I'm going to be alone. And we were laughing. We said it. there's a great, like, I don't know how we landed on this thought. It's sort of like when you take the training wheels off your kid's bike, 
you know, um, you think, oh, it's really going to be sad, but then they become bike riders and you can actually ride bikes together. And that's what this is. And I, I find that, you know, if I persist, if we persist, persevere, continue in spite of difficulties, and I follow the dictates of a higher power, right? These rules, these set of principles, I've got a code, it's love and tolerance. Um, I follow that no matter what my difficulties are, and no matter what happens, I can rest in the knowledge that God's plan is so much better than my own little designs. And and I have to tell you, I've got like hundreds of experiences where this is true, where I thought there's no way I will be happy. There's no way that I can be okay if such and such doesn't come to fruition. And that target moved. And thank you, God, those things didn't happen because they weren't meant to happen, and God's plan was infinitely better. I just love this. It means, you know, today I live in a new and wonderful world, and I'm not, I'm not bound by my circumstances. I'm not in bondage to food or circumstances. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, Reva P., you're up, followed by Rick J. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. What an awesome paragraph. There's so much in here. And what I want to focus on is this promise. But the promise comes after the if. And if I persist, if I continue firmly, to this course of action in spite of difficulty. That's what persist is. In spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure, persist, continue. And how many times does it say in this book, continue, continue, continue? So if I persist, amazing things are going to happen. And I love this promise that when I look, when we look back, when I work with others who continue to help me do the work so that I can actually see clearly without being blocked by defects or numbed out on the food. When we look back, you know, it's interesting, like, you know, I thought when I came into program, if I did all the right things, you know, like people have shared, God will just give me what I want. You know, I prayed and I got the parking space. I prayed, I did the footwork, I did my step tens, and I got the job. You know, what happens... um, sometimes is things don't work out. What happens when I don't get the job, when I don't get the this and the that? It's telling me that things will be remarkable anyway and that if I follow the instructions and the dictates of the steps and my higher power, my world, my perception of my world is wonderful no matter what my external circumstances. And to me, that is the biggest promise that it doesn't matter what is happening externally in my environment, my world, my state of mind, my serenity, my inner peace can be a constant as long as I'm working this um, the step work and, and keeping the food down. And my, my whole perception is wonderful and peaceful and I can see the blessings even when there's supposedly icky things going all around me. Um, And that's such a great promise to remember. So right now we're having challenges with some issues in my mother's nursing home, and things are not working out the way I think they should. 
But based on past experience with this program, I can trust that I do the footwork and God will do the heavy lifting because I think things have to be a certain way. And when I look back, I see it was probably, it was not just probably, it was better that it didn't work out that way. So um, what a great promise. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reba. Okay, Rick J., you're up, followed by Tina S. Hey, good morning, Katie. Can you hear me okay? Yes, great. Awesome. So, wow, uh, thanks for your service, Katie, and love to share so far. I'm still still have this visual of, uh, of Bill saying yo and dropping the mic, so thank you for that, Amy. <laughs> um, wow, yeah, um, I'm just really feeling this this paragraph and just so full of of gratitude you know that uh you know that this i'm a part of this world here this uh this new and wonderful world of we you know that was mentioned and um yeah it's you know walking hand in hand you know with someone in the path of spiritual progress it's a growing spiritual awakening is what we're doing with someone else and and seeing someone else and experiencing the spiritual awakening someone of someone else this you know this going through this journey with me it's not anything I'm doing but going on this journey with them and seeing them do the action that they need to do to recover they're starting to have a spiritual awakening and to be a part of that is is very humbling and beautiful you know, it's like their spiritual lights are starting to shine. And I've always related so strongly to, you know, lights. All you people out there, you know, are like these beautiful lights to me shining. And to see someone else's light start to shine, it's beautiful. And it's that language of the heart that's starting to be spoken. And when I'm speaking that language of the heart with someone – they're speaking it back to me. It's like this spiritual communication and connection that I don't get anywhere else. You know, and I, I love saying this, you know, it's the spiritual math. One plus one equals three. Two people speaking the language of the heart and God is always there. Always there. A channel is opened. A channel is opened. You know, and living in a new and wonderful world. For me, it's it's just living in the promises. The promises are like kept alive in such a way that it's uh, it's incredible, despite what's going on in my world right now. And there are some challenges. You know, I have a lot of fear over my my daughter's eating disorder. She's been released from the hospital for the fourth time, and that does not mean that I cannot live in a new and wonderful world. My thinking is changing. And I'm sharing it with someone I'm sponsoring who's going through the same thing, and we're sharing this together. What an amazing gift. So thanks for being there, everybody. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Okay, uh, Tina S., you're up, followed by Genoa. Genova. I don't know. I'm sorry. I mess, I'm messing up that last name. Go ahead, please, Tina. Thanks so much, Katie. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great meeting. I heard a lot of really good things. That's why, you know, I'm so grateful that I belong. Uh, you know, yes, the promise, 
you know, the promise that follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your circumstances. You know, and, you know, for me, you know, when I got here, I wasn't planning on walking, you know, hand in hand, side by side with any of y'all. I mean, that's just the truth. You know, I thought I'd come here, get the diet, and I'd be gone. And, and that is not the case, and thank you, God. You know, but one of the things that is just so beautiful, and it's been shared by everybody who shared, you know, that we can give this thing away for from our own experience, you know, that, that we can walk with another person, that we can demonstrate, you know, and to persist. And, and then, you know, let them know that remarkable things do happen, you know, because when I, you know, the last time I came into Overeaters Anonymous left when I got absent the last time, uh, you know, I was 94 pounds and I couldn't think. But one of the things that I had done from, you know, a practice that I did in another 12-step program was I hit my knees every morning and all I would say was help because I couldn't put a, a sentence together in my mind. But I certainly believe that that help, you know, that I was putting, you know, um, myself in God's hands every morning, you know, and that's how I became uh, willing, you know, besides that I couldn't think of anything better to do something different. You know, people told me to, you know, you know, make a food plan, go shopping. They took me. I did all those things because I couldn't think of anything better to do because of my mind. And so God did for me what I could not do for myself. So I have this experience to share with people, you know, when we get here. And then I have the experience of, you know, a sponsor taking me through the 12 steps in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous for my food addiction and to have the promises to be transformed, you know, to get those promises, to want to walk, you know, um, day by day, you know, in spiritual progress with someone else. You know, to have this change in my whole being, you know, to want to be of service to others and to know that God is the one that I have to look to first, you know. And I love that it was talked about this we because it is about we because me cannot do it for sure. I had tried for many, many years, got nowhere, got more into the disease, you know. And it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And we follow the dictates, you know, we really just do. And today, and I love what we shared also, you know, no matter what your circumstances, you know, we all have circumstances, no matter what, if I turn to God, he does for me what I cannot do for myself. And I can share that with someone else. So with that, I'll pass. Great stuff. Thanks. Thank you, Tina. And then our last share on this first section is Genova or Genoa or something. Are you there? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. It's Genoa V, uh, recovered okay. in Las Vegas. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Can you hear me? Yes, perfect. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, this, uh, this paragraph I, I have highlighted too. I just, it, it's just, it's so good. Um, and, um, you know, walking hand in hand, uh, uh, that's not what it says, that's what my mind says, walking hand in hand, but um, yeah, I didn't want this to be a we program, I wanted I wanted the same thing that I think a lot of us have talked about uh, before, is, you know, to come in here, get the diet, and be on my way, and I fought that, and fought that, and fought that for so long, um, but, you know, the food is a, is a, it's a great persuader, um, and so when I came back, I was ready to try whatever you guys told me, and man, oh man, this is an experience I'm so happy that I haven't missed. Um, this last 88 days has been absolutely phenomenal uh, to come in here, work the steps, 
then to work with other folks and actually get somebody through the steps and they're sponsoring. What a blessing. I, and I, I certainly mean that as a blessing. I don't mean it as Genoa has done anything. Um, but, you know, I've been persistent. Um, and I have really, you know, I have heard it. I've heard it. I've heard Harlan say it. I've heard people in the room say it. You know, my aim and my goal is to grow closer to my higher power, who I call God, every day. That's my focus. That is my focus. Um, and everything else just seems to work out. And I get that abstinence has to be hand in hand with that. But that's the piece that I have been missing for so many years. You know, if I don't have that spiritual connection, it's just a diet. You know, um, the other day, um, I got the opportunity to go on an interview for a job that I wasn't even looking for that fell in my lap. And what was really interesting about that day for me was that the whole time, it was a three-hour interview, and the whole time that I was there, I was talking to God. You know, that conscious contact, I get that today. You know, like many times I said, oh, yeah, I prayed, and I left it in God's hands. Yeah, I prayed in that moment, and I went on about my business. But that day, I literally took God with me sitting with me in that room, there was no fear, there was no anxiety, there was nothing except, hey, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be, but I got a closer walk with God out of that, um, and it blew my mind, it blew my mind, um, and so, yes, all I wanted when I came here was just to feel better, um, and if somebody had asked me and I had made a list, that's what I would have put, I want to feel better and I want to lose weight, I've gotten so much more by being open to this program, by joining you guys here on Vision, you're just absolutely phenomenal, just phenomenal. I feel God when I hear each of you talk. I really, really do. And, and it just, it helps me so much. Never in my life have I awakened at 3.30 in the morning and jumped out of bed because I want to spend time with God and I want to get on Vision. Now, I don't do that every morning. I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. There's some mornings I can barely crawl out of the bed at four to get on the meeting. But I'm so thankful. I'm so, so grateful for you guys. I really, really am. And thank you so much for sharing your message of hope and joy and love. Thank you so much. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, so if you've just joined us, wondering what we're talking about, we're on page 100, the first paragraph. Both you and the new man must walk, and we're sharing on that one paragraph. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day. So who else would like to share on this paragraph? KDG. Victoria yeah. W. Elaine Sarah R. R. Elaine R. Okay, Sarah R. Okay, Sarah. Tim C. Pat B. Kathleen. Okay, let me tell you who I heard, and so you can let me know if I missed you. Leah. Uh, Katie. <clears throat> Leah. Uh, okay, there you go, Leah. Okay, Katie G, Victoria W, Elaine R, Sarah, I didn't write down the initial, Ken C, Pat V, and Leah S. Did I miss anyone? It was Sarah R from Roger, for Roger from New York. Okay. Okay, Sarah R. Thank you. Uh, Karen K. from Syracuse, New York. I don't know if you're going to have enough room. Okay, I'm here. Okay. Okay. So I'm adding Karen, Pete B. and Karen K., and we'll see if we can fit all of y'all in. We have 20 minutes. So 
I don't need to do the math. Let's just figure that out. Okay, go ahead, please, Katie G, followed by Victoria W. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is, <laughs> excuse me, Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. And, um, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. It doesn't say both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of alcohol progress or food progress. This is spiritual progress. And, um, you know, there's no spiritual part of my program. And, you know, entire abstinence, you know, the doctor said the only relief we have to suggest <laughs> is entire abstinence. So I think it's important to remember we are on step 12 and that remarkable things will follow. And what are the dictates of God? Well, for me, when I came in, um, I didn't know God. I wanted my body weight to stop looking like an EKG. I wanted my life to be manageable. I wanted my life to stop looking like an EKG. And what you handed me is a treasure map. This big book is a treasure map. It is not the treasure. It is a treasure map that leads me to God. And that's the dictates of my higher power. And I know there are many of us on the line who feel as though they can have God be their sponsor and um, their only dependence must be on God. And and I agree with that. Like my, my dependence must be on God. But nowhere in the work does it say that, um, you know, the most spiritually evolved people stop talking to other people. And so what I have found over the time in program is that we do walk day by day together. That all of you, that you, none of you are God. You're all human and you do fail me. But I just want to echo the we of this program, that we admitted we are powerless over food. We, um, we are this community, this fellowship, and the fellowship of the spirit is what we find when we go inside and transform into people that are connected to God. So, um, you know, I'm somebody who has a relationship with God, and I have a relationship with a sponsor and sponsees and all of you as the result of working these steps. And I, I maintain that and I grow in understanding and effectiveness through the work of the steps. And I just want to echo that this line, the things that came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands are better than anything we could have planned. I want to echo what all my fellows have said. Like, I used to believe, like, someday I'll. Like, when I get this, I'll be happy. When I get that, I'll be happy. And the whole point of the treasure map to God is that it's not about what I look like. It's not about what I have. In fact, I'll tell you, the day after my wedding was kind of a depressing day, right? Because I had spent all this time thinking that if I just got the guy, I'd be happy, right? And I called y'all. I weighed and measured my food. I worked the program. And, uh, and I continued one day at a time. So um, I'm grateful to try with all of you and to go after that treasure today. God bless. Thank you, Katie. Okay, Victoria W., you're up, followed by Elaine R. Hi there. Good morning, everybody. This is Victoria W. Last couple times I've called in, I've been, quote, unquote, in between locations. I'm newly settled in Miami, Florida, and I am grateful to be recovered from compulsive eating today. Um, wow. You know, actually, tomorrow is two years to the day from when I walked into my first OA meeting. Um, and I guess now I can say I've been to many more virtual meetings and phone meetings than in-person meetings. But wow, what a day that was. And to think about, <clears throat> I went at the suggestion of my therapist, who I might add I loved and trusted, which is why I walked through the doors. But I hated that suggestion. I hated it. I thought it was the dumbest thing I had ever heard. Um, 
I thought, I'm dealing with a lot. Of course, I'm acting out with food. You know, I have diabetes and I'm only 23. Of course, I have problems with food. Poor me, right? Like, I just couldn't see what this person could see. And now, if you told me that what I'd want to do two years later is spend my, my free time working with people that I never met in person, praying to a God I didn't believe in two years ago or didn't want to use that word, I mean, it's just incredible. Um, but if you had also asked me, and the reason I wanted to share this morning, if you had also asked me at that time, what was making my life unmanageable? Why was I in therapy? I thought, yeah, the, you know, if the food could be a little less problematic, like if I could stop waking up blind from my blood sugar being so high, but, you know, it went away after 20 minutes. So, like, that's fine. Like, that's what I had told myself. Or, yeah, I'm overdosing my insulin and manipulating it so that I can eat more in about an hour. But, you know, I'm a healthcare professional and I know what I'm doing, even though people die that way, right? Like, totally normal. Um, I thought my biggest problem was that my boyfriend was moving um, the next year to an unspecified location through a match program. And it was very unclear what was going to happen with our relationship. Was he going to want me to move with him? Were we going to do long distance? Was he going to want to see that his career was more important than me? And blah, blah, blah. I thought that was my biggest issue. And you know what's so funny? I thought if I can just get the food under control, if I can just figure this thing out with my boyfriend, like if I can just make this work, too long, don't read, guess what? I can't make any of it work because I don't have power. <laughs> but what is so interesting is last week I moved in with this man um, and it is just incredible to see that over the last two years, this has been a constant unknown in my life. And what I would have said before OA was the biggest thing driving me crazy and driving me to food and making my life unmanageable and unbearable emotionally has been a constant over the last two years. And yet um, I have about 19 months of abstinence and serenity and recovery through this program. So clearly it's not the circumstance. And let me tell you, I got what I thought I wanted. I'm very excited. But all God is showing me is that it's a lot more room for opportunity for growth right? I'm not going to go from having a monarchy of living by myself and getting to make all the decisions to having to share and be considerate of others and ask them what they want. Oh, it's tiring. Thank you. I'll wrap up. It's, it's exhausting, but it's a beautiful moment. And it was the answer to what I thought I wanted. And it's just one more day at a time. So I will pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Victoria. Okay, Elaine R, you're up, followed by Sarah R. Thank you. I'm glad to be on this meeting today. So what this section of the big book says to me is spiritual progress. And that big word that someone else mentioned, that if. And then at the end of the Roseanne promise, we, we, we hear, we say, or whatever, beyond our wildest dreams. I could not have dreamed anything like this. I'm retired. <clears throat> I came from a family that was really poor. And my mother said, put away, save, put away, save. Okay, so now I'm retired. Money has been put away for, I don't know, 40 some years. And I'm expecting to be able to sit back, put on my slippers, and just enjoy retirement. And COVID happened. Not at all a part of my 
retirement plan. And this is what this passage says the loudest to me. No matter what your present circumstances. And with COVID, I have known some people to become incredibly scared, to to avoid people, to to ingest things that are unhealthy and some people are dying and no matter what your present circumstances. And that's because somebody else is in control. I, as in chapter five of the big book, I try to play God. That's a problem. When I let God do God's work and I stop talking long enough to listen and to do what I am directed to do, good things always come to me. That's all I wanted to say today. Thanks for letting me share and blessings to everybody in this meeting. I pass. Thank you, Elaine. Okay, Sarah R., you're up, followed by Ken C. Um, Good morning, everyone. This is Sarah R. from Brooklyn, New York. Such a great meeting. Thank you, everyone, for your shares. Um, So I'm a businesswoman, right? Um, Got a few businesses. And so, so we're talking about the concept of if, you know, we're talking about the concept of, of following rules. Like I, I joined these rooms in, um, I would say, July 2020. So let's talk about inputs, right? They said put down the food. Of course, like following the rules, of course. So I put down the food, right? I put down the food. They said um, have a higher power. I said, sure. I grew up ultra, ultra religious. Of course I have a higher power. So right away, if you put in any inputs into a data sheet, as long as you input the formula correctly, input higher power plus putting down the food, boom, of course I'm abstinent. And, you know, did it work? Of course, because for me, I, I know how to lose weight within seconds, right? So that's the thing. My formula was how to lose weight. So I did equals how to lose weight, higher power plus putting down the food. But the problem was, right? Then I kept wondering, why am I constantly relapsing? But that's when I realized that there's a spiritual factor. And, you know, do I have a higher power? Yes, but he's a higher power of my childhood, who if I did something wrong, like as the book says, the czar of the heavens, like terrible things would happen. But it's also like, it was kind of this concept. And I, I, I feel bad saying this, like a bipolar higher power, like for the things that are convenient, he was amazing. But then if I'm running late and I can't, like living in New York, I don't know if you know about the parking, and I, if I couldn't find one, he is an evil, horrific person who just is nasty. But that's, that's, that's my childhood higher power. And, you know, now, now I, I, I'm understanding. Like, it, you know, first we came in for the vanity, and now I'm here for the sanity. And it's, 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 it's so beautiful. Like the, the things that are happening, the, the miracles, but at the beginning did I lose weight a thousand percent. So I'm like this, wow, what a great program. 
but you know, the more I'm here and the more I show up and, you know, I've had conversations yesterday with a friend of mine that I've had with multiple friends and it never went well because I never felt heard. But guess what? Because of the miracles of this program, I actually listened yesterday. And like, for me, that's, that's not something I've ever done. You know, part of this program is not just like, it was always living a life of nobody gets me. Nobody gets me. People are out to hurt me. But now I can take accountability. I can hold the integrity of my actions, take accountability, and, and just connect. You know, today I was running late for work, and I just, you know, I'm in Time step four, and I'm just offering everything away. And that's all I have every single day. So thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sarah R. Ken C., you're up, followed by Pat V. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Hi, uh, this is actually Tim C. Uh, Tim is in Timothy uh, from British Columbia. Um, oh, sorry and, about that. Uh, oh, not a problem, not a problem at all. Um, I um, am uh, newly recovered in British Columbia, Canada. Um, and I am just uh, uh, looking at the first line, you know, um, and it's just, if you persist, remarkable things will happen. You know, um, I uh, have been in the program for 10 years, but in, you know, in and out of relapse um, uh, for a very long time and have just been uh, through the steps with uh, my sponsor uh, using the vision for you way of doing things. And, um, and it was, uh, I, I thought it was going to be very, very, um, hard to do the steps so quickly just because I imagined it to be a real mountain of work to do. And I, I, you know, I had a lot going on as, as most people do. Um, and, uh, uh, I was not expecting, I was not expecting what was going to happen. And, and it took me, uh, maybe a little longer than some to get through it, but I, I stuck with it and I persisted. And, um, even, in the short time that I've been working the steps in this new way, like miracles that I wouldn't have expected have come true. You know, I've had um, some amends that I've wanted to make for years to, to folks that, um, you know, have been on my mind and have been, uh, I haven't known what to do about them. And during this process, those people just showed up. Some of those people just showed up. Um, and I was able to, uh, make some amends and, and have some integrity with, you know, my own experience um, that I never thought was possible and to uh, repair some fences uh, that I had, you know, purposely broken when I was eating. Um, I mean, more importantly, like um, I've also made a, a really good connection with my new sponsor. I, I, uh, I have, uh, I'm really grateful for what's happened um, and I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, realizing, uh, uh, looking forward, I think maybe to um, feel more of a part of the program. And I'm definitely getting, uh, I'm getting to feel what it feels like to be in relationship with my higher power. Um, and to realize finally, you know, I've said it a lot of times that I'm, I'm, I'm not God, but I don't think I actually really believed it until I started realizing how little, um, 
my control actually worked um, and that it was illusion and a delusion. And I'm glad to be here today uh, with y'all um, in this uh, new place where uh, we're all walking together with, with God. And I appreciate that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Tim. Okay, Pat V, you're up. And uh, Leah S could go if you each took two minutes, a minute and a half each. Go ahead, Pat. Pat V, are you there? Okay, we're down to three minutes now. So, um, Leah S, are you there? I'm right here. Thank you. Thank you, okay, Katie. Go ahead, Leah. Okay, mm-hmm. good morning, everyone. Wow. I'm just going to outline these words. No matter what your present circumstances. I'm sorry. And what, what that means to me is I started becoming abstinent. No matter what, the holidays started coming upon us, and I became abstinent. And I said that even if I die, I'm just going to become abstinent. And that has been my mantra. And doing 10 steps... That means I'm facing challenges. I have my higher power in me. And I, I I have to review these steps in step 11. And if I just have that in mind, I'm no prophet. I'm no, uh, I can't, I, you know, I can't uh, predict anything. But if I just keep on with these steps, then then that spirituality does kick in, and it will. And thank you for letting me share. Okay, thank you. Okay, so Pete D., we have time for you for two minutes. Ah, thank you. So uh, appreciate taking the meeting. Appreciate the two minutes. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. I, I find it interesting. I mean, we, we, we just read in the paragraph before that it says, uh, remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. We are people. We are people. I, the most significant relationships in my life have come out of 12-step recovery programs. They are significant. But I have to remember, and I have to go back, and it says is the, my, my recovery is dependent upon his relationship with God. You know, we want to do these word counts and how many times this appears and that appears. We is a common word. Look up how many times spiritual appears in the big book. It appears 124 times and 62 times in the 12 and 12. God appears 142 times and 173 times in the 12 and 12, right? You know, I, I, don't, I don't mean I don't want to cross-share. I may be the only one who thinks this way, and that's very fine, right? But I have to remember that my, relate, my spirit, this is about my spiritual progress, not my dependence on others. There's a problem with being in the herd. The problem with being in the herd is, you know what? Somebody in the herd is going to get eaten, and it's usually the weakest, right? And we have to focus on not being the weakest, right? We have to put our total 100% dependence upon God, not upon people, right? And like I said, I, I, you know, 
I'm not going to apologize because it says we never apologize for God, right? But I just want to point out what our, our text and our literature says versus what is propagated by this fellowship, right? The fellowship never got one real compulsive overeater recovered. The fellowship provided relationships. It provided connections. It provided camaraderie and fellowship but it doesn't provide recovery. That recovery comes from our relationship with God, right? The problem with spiritual progress is you can't measure it. You just have to keep doing it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. I wish we could just go on and on, but uh, it's time to draw this meeting to a close. Um, so Karen Kay, I'm sorry you didn't get in there. And Pat V, if you got back on, um, if you all could, stay for the second unrecorded hour and we can have all this enthusiasm carry forward. Um, Thank you to everyone who shared and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, November 18th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 18,098. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Devorah asks, please read A Vision for You. Our, back, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Devorah S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.